0: You're listening to the Fastest Revival Talk Radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation, discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are Watchmen Sounding the Alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Welcome to the VOR radio program broadcast. Thank you for joining me as we're going to go deeper into this understanding. We're living in crucial times. We're living in times when it seems like everything around us has changed and will change. But the Word of God continues to keep going forth this is a time where people are thinking about being good, giving gifts to one another, sharing goodwill towards men in peace. But one thing that we have forgotten, we have forgotten what it's all about. And this is what I've been doing. We've been talking about the Christmas miracle. We've been talking about the miracle, the, the advent, and how it represents and brings us to the understanding of the time that we're living in, we need to understand that if if Jesus came the first time in his first Advent, there's going to become a second Advent. And it's going to be so important that we share this. Before the year is out, I will be releasing the prophetic outlook on 2024. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm really convinced that people are confused and people are following after every wind of doctrine, every wind of a prophetic word. Someone says, I heard from God. God said this. But we gotten away from the commission. We gotten away from what God called us to do. And that is what? Make disciples of all the nations, to share the gospel, the good news to every creature. And I truly believe, without my heart, that even myself, we have become those who have used technology as a crutch. And I'm saying this in all sincerity that we have used technology as a way to hide, to isolate ourselves and that we're sharing the good news from behind microphones and in the comfort of our homes in the comfort of our studios. And we're no longer going person to person, place to place, sharing the good news. So I'm going to be telling you this because things are going to change. I'm going to tell you there's a shift that's coming. Many times we talk about, yes, the church is doing great. This is happening there's peace, there's safety, there's blessings, but we haven't told them what's coming, and that is a great divide. A persecution is coming. A time where we will be tested for if we truly are of Christ or if we're not. We're going back to the book of Acts. There's a return back to the simplicity of the gospel. We have made it complicated. We really have. We've made it complicated to where we send people to hell. We send people instead of telling them the good news we tell them all these things they must do in order to follow christ it was the same thing that was happening in this time when the jews would not accept any non-jews unless they followed their laws and we're doing the same thing the letter killeth and the spirit gives life that is why i'm talking about the convergence is here the convergence of the moving of the holy spirit and the word of God bringing together a spontaneous combustion, spontaneous explosion. And without these two, we're going to be lost. So I want to just tell you this with all my heart, soul and strength. We're coming into different times in 2024. There are amazing things in the works that I I can't share with you. It's being prepared and ready as we speak. Many things Many times we let things out of the bag or talk about it too quickly and people really don't get it. So what we're going to do, what we're doing is undercover and we, it will be revealed in time. I've been doing this broadcast next year would be nine years and what a journey it's been. I love it. I enjoy doing it, but it's time to grow beyond my circle and get this message out. We're in these times when those who know the times, the seasons, What God is saying and doing are going to be called upon and sought after because where we're headed, we're going to need the prophetic guidance of the Lord and the Holy Spirit to get us through this. And that's why today I'm thrilled to bring you another exciting episode of the Christmas prophecies. Today, I'm going to talk about the spirit of prophecy within the Christmas prophecies having to do with two important people, and that is Simeon and Anna. I'm bringing you back the majestic and wonder of Christmas and why we need to get ready for the second coming, the second advent. This is about telling the Christmas story like we never heard before. The word behold is used many times and it says and behold. Well, that word behold means it's amazing, miraculous, stunning, a wonder. By the way the culture does Christmas, you would think it's all about shopping, presents, how many gifts are under the tree, how much we're going to eat and party, but no one could give as much as the Magi did. No one can bestow their gifts to the Lord like they did. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 2, that was the last program I did, that they opened up their treasures and gave gifts. They were so loaded with treasures that it took several people. It took a caravan to carry all of these treasures and gifts to the Lord. They said they brought them in the house where Jesus the child was. And when they saw him, they collapsed. They fell down under the power and the majesty of God and they worshiped him. Overwhelmed with joy and hope and with gifts fit for a king. These were not just any kind of gifts, but royal. I mean, the gold they brought Have you ever seen those movies with pirates and they find this buried treasure chests full of gold, diamonds, rubies, spices, and silver? I just wanted to start off letting you know that we must also bring our best gifts to the Lord. We may not have silver. We may not have gold. We may not have frankincense and myrrh. We may not have all these different things of luxury, but we have ourselves as a living sacrifice unto the Lord, to give our lives unto the Lord as a servant of the Lord, to do his will, to share the gospel, to tell the people the good news. We have to give ourselves. We are the a gift unto the Lord. We lay ourselves and surrender unto him to share his word. It's time that we bring our best to the Lord. There's a series that I recommend you get by Rick Renner. Rick Renner is a prolific author. He's a Bible teacher of scripture. He wrote a book called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. Amazing insights about Christmas you have never heard. Not only that, but he did a DVD series, which you can also download and you can get it on his website, renner.org. I'm telling you, it's and also he wrote this book. It's 300 pages of insights and Historical facts that you've never heard—you'll never see the Christmas story uh, in the same way again. And uh, this book was just confirming what I've begun to do in my study of Christmas. There was a series that I like to recommend you—that I taught on called "The Divine Invasion," "The Christmas Revival," "How God Became Man." I did a series that unveils the Christmas story from Genesis to Revelation. It's called the epic tale of the coming glory. And I began to think about this. I want to put this also down in writing. I believe that it needs to be preserved. I hear the Lord really beginning to tell me that the way two things, the word of the Lord is going to spread through the VOR. And that is by writing down and the spoken word to write what the Lord speaks to preserve it, because we're coming to those times where technology will be invaded, where technology will become a beast because we have put our trust in technology. We have put all our apples into this and we are not preserving the things of God. I'll get into that a little bit more, but that's what I mean. That's why I'm talking about this. We're talking about the Christmas Miracle Prophecy Series. This is what we we so far, we explored the Watchmen's Shepherds. The Magi and today we're looking at Simeon and Anna. Like I said, many have lost the reason for Christmas, the Christ child and how he came. The elves in the North Pole and the Santa's shop and the magic and pantry have covered up the miracle. We spend a few thousand dollars on Christmas gifts. Then the thrill is over before New Year's. If Christmas is about gifts, then no wonder people are still empty because there's no room in the inn. There's no room for the Christ child. He gets put in an nativity scene, but he's not in the hearts of man. Come on, I'm speaking truth today. Okay, so let's do this. So we examined the shepherd watchman of Luke chapter two. We've also talked about the Magi seers and the kingmakers of Matthew chapter two. I don't know if you've seen this but there's an animated story called messiah the promise is born it was made back in 2013 it's a animated telling of the gospel of luke luke chapter 1 and luke chapter 2 about the birth of christ it's a musical and it details when simeon is at the temple praying and waiting for the messiah that he would come he says how long O lord until the consolation of Israel is revealed. I recommend you see that video, the promise, the birth of the Messiah. It details and it's very scriptural and it also brings it in song. Do you understand that the prophetic words and the the scriptures were preserved through singing? They would sing the word and that's how they would pass on the accounts by singing them. So today we're going to look at the spirit of prophecy in Simeon and Anna. Now we're going on to the other part where Jesus is taken to the temple. Now we are entering where Jesus is at the temple after eight days to be dedicated. This is in Luke chapter two. It must have been during the Feast of Tabernacles. It was believed that Jesus was born on the first day of Tabernacles. And on the eighth day of Tabernacles, he was dedicated. Like I said, throughout this series, there's something about knowing the feasts of the Lord and how it gives us a timeline when the Lord is coming. He came on the feast called Tabernacles and he's coming again on the feast called Tabernacles. Come on. The Bible says in John chapter one that he became flesh and dwelt among us. That word dwelt means he tabernacles with us. I'm getting ahead of myself because today we're continuing speaking about Christmas and prophecy. Now, we're going to speak about two individuals that many times we overlook, but were also a part of the Christmas prophecies. In fact, they are the ones who were filled with hope and expectation as they waited for the consolation of Israel, according to the scriptures. Let's go to the word of God. Let's go to Luke chapter two. It says this. We talked about the the shepherds and, and the angels, the host of heaven. Now, let's go to. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 22. Actually go to verse 21. And it says, At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They were going to dedicate him. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb, before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. He took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled. They were amazed, they were stunned, they were awestruck at what he was saying about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your soul also. So that th- that so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Oh man, that was uh there was a lot said there, no? So the next person that we talk about is Anna. She's in the next uh passages, but first let's talk about Simeon. These both, Simeon and Anna, both spoke and prophetically prophesied, forecasted the coming of the Lord. It says that they were in the temple. They were proclaiming the word of God, saying that the Messiah was coming, that they would not, he was not going to see death. He was not going to see death until he saw the coming of the Lord. The spirit of prophecy is evident in this account. It's from the book of Luke. Luke was a physician and physicians. He wrote the account of Luke and the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. And they all deal with the supernatural and with the Holy Spirit. He was convinced that through the miracle signs and wonders that Jesus was the Christ. And he sat down as these men gave the accounts and he wrote them down. Remember, Luke talks a lot about where the Holy Spirit is in motion and moving the ecclesia into action. And here we're going to see a priest named Simeon and a prophetess named Anna who were led by the Holy Spirit and were waiting for a great expectation for the coming of the Lord. Now let's go to verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, then as a widow until she was about 84. She did not depart from the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, this is verse 39, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favor of god was upon them okay so now we have simeon and anna so what is this consolation that they're talking about they're referring to the scriptures in isaiah chapter 40 says this in verse 1 comfort comfort my people says your god speak tenderly to jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended that her iniquity is pardoned that she has received from the lord's hands double for all her sins look what it says in verse 9 go to a high mountain o zion herald of good news lift up your voice with strength o jerusalem herald of good news lift it up fear not says to the cities of judah behold your god there's so much that you can go through this Scripture, and you're going to find out is prophetically speaking of the consolation of Israel. These knew that the Messiah role was to redeem Israel. While the world was waiting for a king to be born in a palace and royalty, these two were staying near the temple, praying, fasting, seeking the Scriptures, seeking God from when He would be revealed. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 9. Look what it says. The Lord's come in salvation. Verse nine says, break to forth together into singing. You waste places of Jerusalem for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Israel. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the consolation that they're speaking about was coming to redeem his people who Jesus to loose them from captivity, clothe them with strength and build up their walls. That's Isaiah chapter 52, verse one. Anna and Simeon symbolize the perseverance of the saints who receive the word of God, believe its promises and await its fulfillment. One is a priest, the other is a prophetess. We have a priest and we have a prophetess within the office of a prophet. They represent the three holy offices of ancient Israel, which were the priest, the prophet and kings. So the priest was Simeon. The prophet is was Anna. And who were the kings? Who were the kings? The the, the Magi were like the the kings of the east. They call them the kings or the, the Magi of the east. So all of this is being fulfilled. They awaited the establishment of the third office of the king, who was the one. Remember, they came looking for the king of the Jews. The Magi came and said, where is he who has been born? King of the Jews. We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. So the establishment of the third office of the king is the kingdom of God's reign upon the earth. This is powerful. Just as they waited for the first coming, we must be doing the same for his second coming. That's why the word says that they would be scoffers and mockers that say, "Where is the promise of his coming?" Scoffers and mockers. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 3. It says this, "Know this first of all that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing. What is scoffing? They were like mock make fun of following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. They are mocking because what had happened in our day is that so many have said Christ is returning on a day. Jesus is going to return on this day, at this time, at this hour, and all of them have been wrong. Why? Because they've been putting their trust in charts and in interpretations of men instead of looking at the feasts, which are the timetables and the appointed times of God, to understand the day of the Lord. Come on. I believe that we have made prophecy so confusing and so so misunderstanding and so complicated that it's really more simple than we think back to christmas prophecies so they're going to come and say he's not coming it's all a lie some have even given up hope that the messiah is coming again that's why the word says and you know go to second peter chapter 3 read it it says there will be scoffers and mockers that say where's the promise of his coming he's not coming that's what they keep telling us he's not coming so let's let's live the life that you want to live and don't worry god's not going to judge you it's all about love and tolerance and it's a lie so many have given up hope that the messiah is coming again you mark the words of this watchman the days of preaching on the second coming are here again the days of preaching that jesus is returning is back again we have gotten away from preaching on the second coming of Christ. We talk a lot about the first coming, but what happened to the second coming? And I'm not just talking about the rapture. We've made such a big doctrine of the end times on that, that we have forgotten, not just telling the people uh what they're going to miss during the tribulation, but preparing them to stand in the hard times. It's time to fill our hearts with hope and great expectation for our King is coming again. Not as a babe in a manger, but as a king of kings and lord of lords. And with the word, with the word, with the word, he will put an end to this madness. While so many were busy during this time, think about it, about the prophetic word of the Lord, they forgot. They were so busy that they forgot about the prophetic word of the Lord. But these two didn't, Simeon and Anna. They had been told by the Holy Spirit that the Messiah coming was near. Proverbs 13, 22 says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing fulfilled makes a tree of life. There is hope when we're waiting for the prophetic to come to pass. Too many are using prophecy like a guessing game. Too many are using prophecy like a fortune teller telling you a good fortune, telling you of good things to happen when the scripture says that we must warn, we must alert. We must wake up those who are asleep because we're living in those times that people have scoffed and mocked about the second coming. Okay, let's get back to this. Here we go. The Bible says that Simeon was what? A holy devout man waiting on the consolation of Israel and had the Holy Spirit upon him. He was a respected theologian who was controlled by the Holy Spirit and operated in the spirit of prophecy. He was known for his prophetic gift and for his words concerning the coming of the Lord the Messiah. That man, Simeon, operated in the gift of prophecy. There are those who say everyone's called to prophesy. Yes, we're called to give a encouraging word or a word of prophecy, but many do not walk in the gift of prophecy, nor in the spirit of prophecy, nor in the office of the prophetic. So everyone has a word, but not everyone is been called of God to give a word, to prophetically say, this is coming. And when it doesn't happen, we just go on to the next thing. Like it's not a big deal, but it is because that's why they're scoffers. That's why there are mockers, because we keep saying all of this about Jesus return, about the rapture, about the coming of the Lord, and it doesn't happen because we're going by our own interpretations instead of hearing what the Word of God is saying. So, I am certain that Simeon, that he was operating the gift of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy rested strongly upon him. He was a prophetic voice. Simeon was also preparing the way for the Lord. Just as the prophet was called to prepare the way of the Lord, to make a straight path for the coming of the Lord. Simeon was also preparing the way and getting ready for the King's arrival. He didn't hesitate or doubt. He was determined to see the long awaited Messiah. Luke chapter 226 says, and the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would not see death until the Lord's Christ is revealed. Wow. What a powerful word, a prophecy that he would see the Messiah with this very own oh, nice. eyes. And as we read the account, it says, in that day, that what day? That day that Jesus was to be dedicated, the Holy Spirit called Simeon to be there at the temple and receive the Messiah in his arms and dedicate it to the Lord. This was the awaited day. What the prophets had foretold thousands of years ago was now here. Ha <laughs> ha, praise God. I think we're going to have to stop here because I'm going to come back with the second part of this. Why do I do it in two parts? Because I believe that this needs to sink in. What we're speaking about needs to get inside of your spirit. We need to understand that we're coming into 2024. Why am I talking about this Christmas prophecies and Simeon and Anna? Because this is where we're going to have to get to. We're going to have to be like them preparing the way. Hearing from the Lord, praying fast and seeking the Lord for a word from him so that we can have marching orders. What's coming is going to bring the moment of truth where God is going to test his people who are really of his and who are nothing but fakes, pretenders, those who are just there just because they're Christian in name, but they have no movement in them. There is no mission. There is no expectancy of his return. And this is going to have to change. This is why it's so important that we understand that Christmas is more than what we've been told and that it prepares us for what's coming. That's why I am speaking about this. And I know that there are those who listen to this program every week and we're doing everything we can to get the word out. But... I'm not just going to sit behind a microphone and share the good news. It's time to spread the good news out to the public, out to the world, so that all can hear. And like I said, we've been doing this in English for a long time, but the Lord is really compelling me to bring this into my Spanish people, to Spanish culture, because they also need this word. And there are not many prophetic and revival ministries that are doing this and i believe that the lord has called us to do this and it's going to take place vamos a llevar este mensaje a todos los que hablan espanol este ministerio de profecía este ministerio de avivamiento porque vamos a ver esas dos cosas que van a juntar para hacer un gran movimiento en el cuerpo de dios en el reino de dios It's going to come together like a great convergence where the kingdom of god is coming together as the word and the spirit come together for a spontaneous combustion i'm telling you this is the days that we're living in are so vital important and we need to be about the father's business that's what i'm going to talk about for 2024 we want to give a great prophetic word about all of these other things but it's time to get busy it's time to wake up it's time to get ourselves let's get going the lord is speaking. As we, he speaks, we must be moving. We must be doing. We must be in action. Let's pray. Father God, I come before you in the precious name of your son, Jesus, Yahshua, Mashi, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word today. I pray that the spirit of prophecy is beginning to uh, unlock in many people. I pray that they would take this prophetic word seriously, Lord. Lord, we have made mockery of your end times. We have made mockery of the last days. There are so many who scoff and laugh about it. But Lord, we must be like Simeon and Anna as we're going to talk about Anna in our next program, Lord. Lord, how they were preparing the way, how they stayed in the temple, how they were constantly waiting and anticipating that you were coming again. Just like we must also anticipate your they're, they anticipated your first coming we must anticipate and be ready for your second coming lord lord let that be on the lips of every every person that we must understand the second coming how to live in the days to come how to understand the times that we're living in and lord raise up a prophetic people who know the timing of your return who know the day of the Lord is coming who understand that the trumpets are sounding who understand that we're in the book of Revelation who understand the times that we're living in Oh, father God let it stir in us so that we can live according to your word in Jesus name we pray Amen. thank you for listening to the VOR radio show I'm coming back with part two of this because now we're gonna talk about Anna she is also a very important part of the intercession part of the prayer warriors who are constantly praying and seeking the face of God while they're waiting for him to return. But they're busy. They're busy seeking the Lord, sharing the prophecies that he's coming, that he's coming. You see, there were those who who were waiting. There were those who, who knew that the Messiah was coming and they weren't going to be out of place. They were in the right place at the right time. It's time that we get ourselves in the right place at the right time for the Lord is coming again. Are you ready for it? It's time for us to get ready. Bride, get ready. It's time to get ready for the coming of the Lord. It's time to teach on the coming of the Lord. It's time to speak on the second coming of Christ. Not just the rapture, but all the events surrounding this coming. And it's going to become clearer and clearer every day that we continue to keep sharing this good news. It is good news. It is good news that despite all that's going on, despite the darkness around us, despite the adversity despite the persecution, the tribulation, God is going to be with this people. Thank you for listening to the VOR radio show. Go back and listen to all the programs that we have done on Christmas. They're gonna encourage you. They're not just about Christmas being all about ourselves. It's about sharing the good news for everybody. This is what it's all about. Go to the VOR.net and you can hear all our program in there. You can download every program that we have done. Share it with somebody. Share this word with somebody. I know that it, it's not the same words that not the same thing that we hear, but it's different and it needs to be shared. You can do your part by sharing the word with somebody. This is Isaac with the VOR radio program, radio broadcast saying, would you be a voice of revival? For your generation, God bless you. Bye-bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.